Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss dried salted plums getting recalled due to lead, the first outpatient knee replacement surgery in Queens, and Wisconsin introducing a bill that makes threatening a healthcare worker a felony. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 124 for the week of February 14th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. Before we get started, our diagnosis code for this week is T30.4, corrosion of unspecified body region, unspecified degree. Yikes. I don't, I didn't know that your body could corrode. Corrode. Yeah. <laughs> corrode. Yeah. I like corrode better than corrode. Corrode is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Can you check out my corrode foot? Like, gross. Yeah. I thought about Googling corrosion. Nope. No, nope, I'm nope. not doing that. Don't do it. That's <laughs> you know, gross. Unspecified I mean, reason, region, unspecified degree. Yeah, there's a reason why they have the corrosion warning on trucks and chemicals. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so, it's pretty sick. If you happen to get that, that's probably the diagnosis code you would receive. So there you right. go. Now you T30. know. 30.4. And you'd also receive probably some money because there's probably an OSHA violation in there somewhere. Right. That's true. So don't go it's around... A- Seeking corrosion. Silver lining. Right. right. <laughs> All right. First up, we've got packaged plum problems. Ro- Rojas? Rojas Incorporated in Los Angeles, California is recalling their plain dried salted plums in the 0.5 ounce packages because it has the potential to have elevated levels of lead. The distribution of the affected product was limited to Southern California. The production date of the packages was December 2021. With a UPC code of 7255351337, consumers who purchase this product are advised to dispose of it or return to the place of purchase for a refund. Anyone concerning or concerned about injury or illness could and should contact a healthcare provider. Yeah, so uh, UPC code. You know, we're very specific on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we want you to know exactly yes. what danger you're in. Yep. So if you, you know, everyone and right. anybody, when they buy dried plums, the first thing dried, they do right. is look at the UPC code. Right. Every and time I have a dried it. salted plum, it's, <laughs> it's the first thing I check. Yeah. It's just, you look for the UPC code and then okay. you memorize it just in case the bandage podcast goes over a specific mm-hmm. type of dried plum that happens right. to be packaged with lead. So, right. Be careful. I couldn't imagine getting lead poisoning from eating plums. It's a dangerous world out there, folks. It's dangerous. Yep. Yeah, for real. All right. Queen's Knee Replacement. EMU Health, a multi-specialty outpatient medical facility in the Glendale section of Queen's, celebrated its first total knee replacement surgery in an outpatient setting on January 26, 2022. The surgery was performed at EMU Health's Ambulatory Surgery Center by Dr. Ivan Madrid, a leading orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement surgery. The new outpatient joint replacement program, a collaboration between EMU Health and NYU Langone Orthopedics, is the first program of its kind in Queens to provide specialized joint replacement surgery in an ambulatory care center. Yeah, so this is not the queen. This is actually Mm -hmm. in Queens. Right. Her Majesty is fine. (laughs) 70 years old. I wonder if the queen has ever been in Queens. So then mm, the doubtful. I don't think anyone goes Queen and Queens. I was gonna say I don't think anyone goes to Queens unless they have to, but 
then I realized this podcast could have a very loyal fan base. In we Queens. do have a loyal and, fan base in Queens, New York. And you know what? I apologize. And Queens <laughs> is very Queens loyal. Is a, I'm sure it's a lovely place. EMU health, not EMU health. So keep that in mind. And it's Dr. Ivan Madrid, not Dr. Ivan from Madrid. Right. So, These are all the important, important distinctions. It's all right. about the details here. Right. And that's exactly like the like UPC code. We we strive for giving you all the accurate information you right. need. This is cool. But I anyway, mean, this is know, neat. Yeah. Outpatient I mean, knee replacement. Knee replacement surgery, I feel like it's been around for a long time. I don't know about in the outpatient right. setting. So maybe that's why it's so, so unique. So it's not necessarily about the medical procedure. It's about right. the medical procedure in the setting with a particular type of patient. So that's still neat. Yeah. It's like, hey, we can get you out of here. We can get you a whole new knee and you're out the door. Yeah. Uh, it's yay. like drive-through knee replacement. Like, right. For real. It's, you pull it, up that, and there's a menu and it switches around 10 a.m. That's pretty so crazy. So you want to get the breakfast surgeries <laughs> mm -hmm. and then, you know, if, if you're early and then in the afternoon, the dinner and lunch surgeries change. So Right. Absolutely. Right. Next up, Expanding Horizons in Wisconsin. A bill introduced last Monday in the Wisconsin legislature would make threatening or battering a healthcare worker a felony charge, broadening the legal consequences. Healthcare workers experience the highest rates of injury caused by workplace violence, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. This includes verbal assaults, throwing items, and getting struck. Roughly 20 legislatures signed on as a co-sponsor of the bill with bipartisan support. Under current law, it is a Class H felony to batter a nurse, emergency medical care provider, or someone working in an emergency department. This bill takes it a step further by making it a Class H felony to batter or threaten violence to any healthcare worker. The bill's first hearing will be Tuesday, and it could be signed into law as soon as this spring. I feel like wow. this is a law where they're like, hey, let's make this a little bit better. And they're like, you know what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so they're like, at first it was like, nurses, and emergency medical care providers and that probably led to some sort of gray area where lawyers and you know lawyers might have gotten their felon off the hook on some lesser right. charges uh because they didn't they battered their pediatrician not their nurse Jeez. yeah so um yeah i mean this is cool i, I, I think I, it's I important yeah we need to protect our healthcare workers they're out there doing important work especially yeah. during the pandemic they've been Super essential, right? Exactly. They're heroes. So we, yeah, we should definitely like broaden legal consequences for people who try to threaten them. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, a nurse, you know, they do a good job, so they deserve I, it. I can't help but wonder whether this is going to get some like political pushback if you consider like abortion providers, healthcare workers. That's true. And then like, that ooh, something. you're threatening a like. People standing outside and like fire for a particular right? side of the of the government politics. The, so. Right, the people who are like outside abortion centers. We do have, you know, you know, we mentioned we got a huge audience in Queens. We also happen to have a huge audience of government officials. <laughs> so, mm, mm, okay, yeah. well, yeah, our audience is no. very huge. Good, the huge. biggest we've ever seen. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The biggest um, we've ever seen there's ever been, actually. You know, one of the crazy things, one of the crazy takeaways is workplace violence happens so much in healthcare, and people don't know that. No. I, right. It's, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that, because anytime I'm talking to a doctor, they're really nice. So I couldn't imagine being like, hey, you know what, doc? I'm going to punch you in the face. But it happens. Yeah. 
And with that, let's go into our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. Albert, what do we got? Oh, my God. Right. I know, right? Equifax 2017 breach has been settled. Credit reference agency Equifax has finalized a settlement for a 2017 data breach that affected more than 147 million U.S. citizens and 15 million Brits. Equifax first admitted the massive breach in September of 2017. Names, social security numbers, birth dates, addresses, as well as driver's license details of more than 10 million individuals were exposed after attackers used a known vulnerability to break into Equifax's databases. The breach exposed the credit card data of a smaller subset of around 209,000 victims. Equifax has agreed to a global settlement with the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and 50 U.S. states and territories. The settlement includes up to $425 million to help people affected by the data breach. A portion of this figure is earmarked to cover losses and expenses, legal and otherwise, incurred by victims of identity theft and fraud, while some will likely go towards covering credit monitoring services, and the remainder are going to claimants who stake their claim before a January 2020 deadline. So what's that like? If you do the math of $425 million in just the U.S. alone, yeah. divided by... 147 million U.S. citizens. Was that like $340 per person? I don't know. That sounds like that could be math. I think that's what it is. Sure. Or maybe it's, you know, I, I did 425 divided by 125 and it came up with 3.4. So maybe that's just $34 per person. I don't know. Maybe, but then it says only 10 million individuals here. It says it affected 147. That's true. But, but then it was like, but what are these 10? These 10 were the ones that got like super exposed. So maybe it Either only goes way. to 10. I don't know. Either way, what's crazy is this breach happened five years ago, which is, I remember hearing about it, like it was yesterday. And then on top of that, it was five years ago, and it takes this long for it to be settled. So one of the biggest breaches in the history of the world at the time took five years to settle, which is crazy. So That is insane. Think about all the money it took to, you know, from a legal perspective, but also from the, remedi- the the remediation that happened in between the actual settlement and then also on top of that, the settlement. So, and, you know, after all this, if you need to get your credit card report scanned, Equifax is still like the leader in, in providing you with a credit card or your credit score. So, uh, ironic? Yes. Next up, Turkey Food Delivery Business Fine for Breach. Turkey's Personal Data Protection Board, or KVKK, has imposed an administrative fine equivalent to $140,113 to Yemeksepedi. This is the country's largest online food delivery website and smartphone app. The platform's database was breached by hackers reportedly demanding ransom in November of last year, or 2021, which had initially been denied by the company. More than 21 million users were affected by this violation. Nearly the entire database was leaked, revealing information like usernames, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, passwords, and IP information. So the biggest takeaway from this is a very specific fine. (laughs) Right. And then on top of that, you know, usernames, addresses, phone numbers, email addresses, and passwords. I just think that it's great that we can pronounce EMXEPIDI. Can you pronounce Yemeksepity, Albert? I mean, I tried it. I struggled saying it. 
<laughs> you, you <make> sense. <laughs> but yeah, if you use the same usernames uh, and yeah. passwords, you want to change that. I mean, using the right. same username is one thing, but you don't want to use the same password because right. something right. like a food delivery website app could cause a breach on a large scale for you personally. Right. Be careful. Change up those passwords or get careful one of those there. programs that automatically like sets random passwords for you. Oh, yeah. You could do that. Yeah. All right. Last up, data breach revealed after ransomware attack. Parasol has confirmed that it is investigating details of a data breach that has come to light in the wake of a suspected ransomware attack on its systems last month. Parasol, which is known to have at least 13,000 contractors on its books, sent out an email February 7th in which it confirmed that its IT security team had discovered that some data had been copied and leaked online since the attack on its systems. The data in question actually belongs to Parasol's parent company, Optionis which also owns several contractor-focused accountancy firms. The email further stated that the police and relevant authorities have been notified about the events, and the company separately confirmed to Computer Weekly that it has made Action Fraud and the Information Commissioner's Office aware of the situation. So, I, you know, this story makes it seem like the, the organization is being very, very vague about what, you know, what happened. Yeah. Which, you know what, I'm going to decide, I'm going to side on the company this time. And the Whoa. reason why they're being vague, Albert, is because okay. it happened so recently. That they they're did. still trying Maybe to figure out what happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, don't they just don't know. It's five they weeks. Still five know. weeks old. Yeah. yeah. It was February 7th. It's like only a few days after that. What are you going to do? Right. Only so much you can know. There's some data. There's definitely something that happened. And we talked to the, the authorities about it, but we just don't know what exactly happened. So I'm going to side on the company here and say they're figuring it out. Trust them. <laughs> I but, mean, that's maybe the only time we're going to tell you to trust them on, on this podcast. Yeah, trust them for now. And then, you know, they ha they'll have to come out and be more, more public about the actual thing. So give it a couple, you know, a couple more weeks. And then start getting angry. Now you deserve right. to be angry if you were affected by the breach because it's like, what the heck were you doing yeah, with my data? But as you know from this podcast, breaches happen. So all the time. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Albert Battistelli. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.